Hello world, this is Better Tech, a podcast where we chat with some of the most successful leaders about the latest industry developments. So join us as we explore the world reliant on tech. And welcome back to Better Tech. My name is Peggy Sai, and I'm excited to bring another episode of Better Tech to you. Today's topic is the role of technology in people-led businesses. I'd like to welcome John Bostak, CEO of Leaf Homes, for being here with me today. Thank you, John. And before we begin, congratulations on receiving the Smart 50 Award for Sustainability. You must be very proud. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, Leaf is a company that truly is powered by its people, and so we're so proud to be recognized like that. And obviously, We've had tremendous growth over the years, so it's certainly wonderful to be recognized for the accomplishment of everyone at LEAF. Absolutely. And I'm sure we will be diving more into sustainability, technology, and AI in today's podcast. But for those of you in the audience not familiar with um, LEAF Homes, can you give us a brief elevator pitch about your business and how you think AI can change your business? Yeah. And, you know, the whole business was built on this idea that home ownership is really hard, and we set out to make it easy. And so the company has experienced enormous growth, particularly over the past five years. And we started with our core product, which is Leaf Filter. It's a product that prevents clogging in gutters, that helps with water flow, which ultimately could jeopardize the infrastructure of the home. And that product fit allowed us to expand to over 80% of zip codes. And being in those zip codes has allowed us to bring out new products to meet the needs of homeowners, including things like water filtration, new bath products. Even as you look at emerging categories like people looking to age in place, we offer sterilized products. So the company has experienced tremendous growth. And really what's unique about it is there's a foundation of technology, but the company is truly powered by its people. We're direct to consumer business that owns the last mile. We own that interface with the consumer. And so it's a great model that we're super proud of. It's actually very interesting because I think that many people think about um, homes and being in this space. Um, where does AI and technology fit in? Um, love to hear your perspectives on how AI has evolved. And specifically in your industry, where do you think it's going to help more of your consumers and customers? Yeah, so for us, it's all about the customer. And what we want is a frictionless experience. And when you look at technology, ultimately technology serves as a center point, a conduit. And think about it in this way, a consumer has a need. And as a homeowner, we have a variety of needs. What we want is the ability to reach out to a company. We want then to understand what the solution is and have someone show up on time and on pace. And if we've got to deliver a product or service, we want that done on time and on pace as well. And at scale, when you're at 80% of zip codes, you need technology to make that work. So in other words, if I call you, I want somebody there to pick up the phone. If I want to schedule an appointment, I need to know within those 80% of zip codes where there's availability of a salesperson to go out and tell the story. We also need to make sure that we've got the right product and inventory in place. When you think about technology, Technology is not only something that serves as a way to move a customer through the process, but it ensures everything we do is on time and on pace. And I can give specific examples of where the company started and how we had points of friction versus where we are today, where we can do things incredibly fast 
but ultimately we can deliver on that promise to the consumer. That's fantastic. And I, I think we see a lot of that being applied to different supply chain organizations as well, really being able to be predictive not just in your customer needs, but also in where you should be focusing on your product line as well. So certainly um, when people talk about artificial intelligence, a lot of that, a lot of what predicated that is certainly machine learning and being able to consolidate, right? All this data that you have and certainly being able to be smarter about it. So how, what examples can you share today specifically where marketing or your product development teams um, have really focused on machine learning? Where do you think that's going to go in the next five years? Yeah, for us, look, there's parts of the business that we think AI can certainly impact greater than others. If you look at what we believe is a core strength, which is the last mile and the ability to install a product, we see technology as an enabler. If you look at core processes today. I'll give you an example of where things like AI have automated processes, whether it's in finance, procurement, service, even uh, looking at things like APAR. Um, this past year, we used technology to automate over 30,000 labor hours across those processes that I mentioned. Obviously, that makes it a much smoother process in the end, the consumer wins because you're typically, once you create a smoother process, you're removing friction from steps. So that's a one core example of how we use technology, specifically technology that can automate services to make us more efficient. Now, as we think about install and we look forward, where we see it really working well is helping a technician understand complexity or potential challenges that they face in the field and being able to problem solve in real time. So we really look at technology as an enabler of people and ultimately holding true to that idea that, as I said in the beginning, homeownership is hard. We want to make it easier. And we see technology as an enabler of that. I mean, certainly people, a lot of organizations are potentially just embarking on artificial intelligence. I mean, a lot of the chatter has been around things like generative AI and chat GPT, but it sounds like at Leaf Homes, you have already been embracing artificial intelligence. Can you walk us through perhaps um, when and, and how this shift started within your organization to really embrace AI and technology? I, I think it comes down to the exponential growth of the business. Back five, six years ago, the business was a fraction of the size it was today, both in terms of revenue and organizational complexity. And I think every organization reaches a point at which it understands that if it's going to deliver on a consistent promise across the entire country, you have to have systems and processes in place that make that work. And so when I came on board almost a year and a half ago, I was very, very clear in saying, we're gonna focus on three areas. One was organizational development. Do we have the talent? Another one is a focus on profitability. As I look at the economy, I think it's critically important. The final pillar, which is so important and so centered in on this discussion today is systems and processes. And ultimately, when you think about a nationwide offering that is consistent in every single zip code, that is consistent to a home that's 10 years old versus a home that's 100 years old, consistent to a customer that's 80 years old, 
versus a customer that's 30 years old, when you want to be able to deliver a promise to that wide ranging consumer base, ultimately you need systems and processes to do it. One of the best ways to activate and scale systems and processes is through using technology. So we've really doubled down on this idea that technology does matter. We don't look at technology just for technology's sake. We're not just putting systems in place just to say that we've checked the box. We're looking at every single step in our process, in our customer journey, and making sure that we have technology that ultimately moves us closer to our mission. Wow, that's so fantastic. And I love how you explained and really how far reaching and impactful your business can be. Um, so I was actually reading something you posted on on LinkedIn several days ago. Really here in the United States, um, we're facing a lot of high interest rates, credit card debt, um, a lot of uncertainty in our economy and um, throw on top of that a lot of the geopolitical mix of it. So do, do you see the investment in technology as really uh, future-proofing yourself or what do you what do you see in in the future of in terms of your business compared to uh, you know your competitors I think who you compare to Home Depot and, and Lowe's for example yeah and look I'm so I'm so glad you took the time to read some of the things that I post on LinkedIn for any of your listeners I think LinkedIn is a wonderful platform and I'm very transparent about not only the opportunities we see but the challenges we face I would invite anyone to follow me and connect with me on LinkedIn. As I said, it's a very, it's a, it's a phenomenal way to tell our story, but also um, provide a lot of leadership thoughts on, on how we all can do better and lead our organizations. I think as it specifically rates the, relates to the economy, this is a defining moment in our economy. And it all starts with the consumer. People's income is not growing as fast as the cost of living every day. And that's a problem. Interest rates are soaring. Access to debt is becoming more and more hard or credit. And so ultimately, it's it's a challenge. And what the consumer ultimately wants is less friction in their own lives. We talked about the friction using technology in our company. The reality is consumers want that same ease of navigating the day-to-day -day world. And it's getting more and more expensive to do it. So I think ultimately we face a challenge in that consumers are facing a challenge and everything we do has to be built around making sure that we're offering a solution that is easy for consumers to understand. So when they learn about our brand in the first place, is it easy to understand? When we go out and tell the story, is it reachable for them? So is it an affordable solution that solves a real problem? And then ultimately, do we have the ability to install it in a way that creates less friction for them. And, and by the way, also use potentially uh, access uh, to credit to help them afford it. Now, when you think about that underlying issue, there are a lot of variables that matter. And those variables are impacted at every single step. Some we use technology, some we use training, but it truly comes down to that awareness of the reality of the economy. And I can't tell you how many leaders, in my opinion, miss that. And so when you firmly understand where you need to make investments, it all starts with the consumer. And if we look at ways that we can make it easier, make it more affordable, make it so that the consumer faces less friction, we win. I personally believe 
that technology is a wonderful conduit, whether it's scheduling an appointment, whether it's just having the product there, whether it's having access to credit uh, through through a technical database of uh, uh, our ability to connect with multiple uh, suppliers of credit. We're using technology at every single step to solve this conundrum. We want to be part of the solution for homeowners, not a step that creates more friction. Great. That's thank you so much, John, for for that answer. Um, and just going back to AI, certainly it's a technology um, that is being embraced by you know organizations and all, all the customers. But when you look at AI solutions, you know, versus a human being, um, there's obviously a lot of potential tension. Um, actually, the the last podcast I had was titled, um, you know human versus machine, right? I think there's a lot of balance uh, between that. And do you feel that AI provides an equalizer or hopefully potentially a better outcome as well for organizations today? I think there's a lot of talk about AI being efficient and effective as well. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I think AI and advanced automation are everywhere. I think ultimately it comes down to what your business model is and what you want to deliver on. You know, for us, we automated an installer workflow and that made for a paperless model. And now humans, our installers, can leverage devices to communicate details of the job, which makes the entire flow easier. It reduces errors. It's better outcomes for the individual and the customer. So it's a win-win all around. I think that's an example of doubling down on AI, but it doesn't replace the individual. Where I get concerned is around concepts that assume AI will replace an individual. And I really believe that we're squarely in this position of we need AI to actually make it easier. When you look at home ownership, someone needs to physically go in and solve problems for the homeowners. AI can't deal with things like legacy knob and tube wiring. AI can't deal with old pipes that are leaking. These are things that humans have to fix. Now, AI can obviously automate the process as we've done, but it can't replace. And so I think there are areas and steps where AI can certainly, can certainly replace some of human effort. But for companies like us, it's, it's hard to imagine a world in which it will overpass the need of having someone come in and solving a solution. So we really look at it as an enabler more than a replacement. There are certain examples where you could say you replace workflow, but I firmly believe that the human brain is powerful. And when you look at platforms like us that are trying to lead the charge, be very disruptive, I still firmly believe that you need people to power that model. Absolutely. And I completely agree with you there. Certainly that augmentation um, with AI can only make your workers um, be more efficient. So I, another key topic that comes up with artificial intelligence, and certainly in the case of leave homes in your industry, is privacy, right? I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you are ensuring the protection of your customers and employees' privacy and also security as well, making sure that your AI systems um, have those guardrails and controls um, in place. So 
Um, what key factors um, do you think businesses need to consider in regards to privacy and security? It is a phenomenal question, and I'll quickly provide some context to, to show how data analytics and AI not only impact the business, but how then you have to protect it. And so, you know, for myself, I'm a huge data nerd. I can't actually imagine making business decisions without information that's readily available. And I think ultimately that's what makes us unique and special. We look at everything from sales data to product data. We also, by the way, look at NPS data related to our employees. And that matters in the form of security and protecting the data that exists. The obvious is you, you don't want to get your sales data released when you don't want it to be released, your product cost data released. There's the obvious. Well, the less obvious is when you use technology and when you use data sources to actually do better on the people side. So we want to be best in class as it relates to culture, as it relates to people management, as it relates to champion every single employee's well-being and productivity. When you think about those things, you're collecting data on employees and you're using AI in the form of HR. And so that's where you really need to double down and protect that data because you're collecting data points that could jeopardize not only an individual employee, but the total culture that you've worked so hard to build. So for us, there's the obvious, there's customer data and their credit card information. That's the obvious, that's base case. There's the less obvious, like data that we're collecting uh, on, on employees and their performance reviews and, and how they're navigating leadership programs within our company and what training modules they've done and how they've performed on those training modules. We take it very, very seriously. We know that any disruptive company is a company that has to protect its data. And so, you know, this is an area that's front and center for us. We've actually built an entire group that looks at this. We have a phenomenal leader who is well-funded and looks at, at risk and how our emerging technology either creates or mitigates risk. Um, so it's something we think about every day. And it's something I review every single month as part of a deep dive we do in our whole technology organization. That's fantastic. And um, in my last podcast, it was speaking with the chief security officer. And certainly he is responsible for a lot of these security um, information and potential breaches. So it's great that uh, to hear that you also work with your, your C-suite um, amongst these issues as well. And you mentioned something very interesting in your last response was about uh, the, the people, certainly protecting your people's data. Certainly want to touch maybe upon how AI-driven tools or perhaps any that you, you could be thinking about or actually using, how can that be helping to foster a more inclusive and diverse workplace? And in terms of your human resources team, what should they take into account when implementing AI in your hiring or HR processes? Phenomenal question. I think that culture and people dynamics are important to any emerging and growing company. For us, we have taken this idea of diversity of thought very seriously. So we want a diverse workforce. We also want a workforce that thinks differently. And so we are implementing tools to allow us to better understand people in the process. So better understand the way they think, better understand how their background obviously pushes them forward and helps them think about solving problems in the future. And what we ultimately wanna do is map all of those individuals to ensure through data 
that we have a very diverse workforce. And as I said, it's not just about traditional metrics of diversity, it's true personality. It's how you think about solving problems. It's how you communicate with others. We want a well-rounded community. And so that is very important to us, is having the systems in place to capture the data and then use programs that allow us to truly understand how we are doing uh, towards reaching that mission. So clearly from an HR perspective, it's important we capture the data. Clearly it's important that we understand how to react to it and make changes to make it better. And so it's it's really important to us. I think the idea of using technology to foster a better environment is something that we should all consider. And I, I think ultimately it's what's gonna help us win every single day. Absolutely. And I guess moving on to another C-suite member in your organization is the chief marketing officer. And he or she, you know, is responsible normally in creating the content, the sales pitches, uh, really the messaging, the external messaging um, to to your customers. Um, so how do you think in the age of now ChatGPT, where everything is so easily summarized and created, right? The, you know, how can marketers leverage um, a, these technologies to optimize content strategies and really ensure that your brand messaging resonates um, with your target audiences? Well, first of all, we have the best chief growth officer, in my opinion, in the industry. She's phenomenal. And I think what, if you look at what Nina really pushes her team to do, it's to always test new concepts. One of the best ways to test concepts is to rapidly produce content. I've seen Nina and her team use as an example, ChatGPT and forms, formats like that to increase the velocity of variability of testing. And so certainly if you look at copy as an example, it's very easy to insert text, ask for a different variation, and then go out and do A-B testing of that. So ultimately, if you look at where we've started, which is ultimately human effort around creating A-B testing and variability. And you look at where we are now, technology certainly speeds up that process. So I would actually say the first part of that framework is everyone should be testing anyway. Everyone should be using technology to use A-B testing and the ultimate AI algorithms that show you the best results. What you should also use AI to do to your point on ChatGPT, use it to create the content and the variability. You can rapidly come out with different iterations of copy and content. And I absolutely applaud Nina and her team for using things like that to not only make us better, but increase the velocity of the testing that they do. That's great. Um, and I love to hear how marketing, marketing teams are, are certainly um, leveraging AI technologies. But and last but not least, I think when it comes to sales, uh, either you have a, a sale, chief sales officer or chief revenue officer, Certainly, there are key benefits and challenges, right, with using AI in their, um, in their in their day to day role. So, how do you think sales and your organization, sales professionals, can really strike a balance between using AI and automation, but still maintaining very custom, personalized approach to their customer interactions? So first of all, I firmly believe in the human to human discussion as it relates to the home. I think when a homeowner faces a challenge and there's a lot of anxiety, being a homeowner and wanting to know that the solution will be fixed 
on time and on pace in a way that obviously meets the budget, you really need a human to help you navigate that and really understand the questions and the nuances of timing, of complexity and cost. So I really believe that sales will always be a people first model. Now, with that said, you can certainly use technology to better understand the customer, to better understand the risks of implementing in a 100-year home or a 10-year home. You can certainly use technology to understand whether that consumer would like more detail based on their personality or less detail. You can certainly use technology to understand whether they need more access to credit or less. And so there are ways that you can use technology to help with that conversation to make it more comfortable for the customer. That's how we're going to seek the use of technology in that last mile as part of that discussion. So I'm really excited about the different options that we're seeing available to help our salespeople better connect with the customer on the doorstep. That's great to hear, John. And I, I know that certainly AI is not going away anywhere. I think that the role it's gonna play is gonna be even bigger in our day-to-day and -day our professional lives. In, in your opinion though, or any advice you give to your um, current employees today, how can they prepare for a future where AI is going to be playing a more increasingly important role? The first thing you can do is assume that technology is not going to replace people and people play an important role. And I'll give you an example. There are plenty of platforms, service aggregators like Angie, et cetera, even Kayak on, on the side of travel. They serve as a digital interface and they're ultimately doubling down on this idea that technology matters as a conduit between the consumer and something. The problem is that that's something on the back end is what really matters. So Angie is an example. It's the person that shows up at the door and does the service. Kayak is an example. It's the hotel. It's the airline. Ultimately, they're relying on the service delivery and the customer experience managed by someone else. What I would say to our employees is technology for technology's sake, like an Angie, creates tremendous friction. Because ultimately what matters is that backend service. So for us, we should truly think about a vertically integrated customer experience. We should certainly think about using technology, but not replacing people, not replacing our vertical experience model. It's ultimately serving as something that makes it work more efficiently. So it's powering our people using that technology. And what do you think are some of the most promising applications of AI? What would you as a CEO be most excited about um, a, a problem that you think AI could solve or help with? Like, what do you think is uh, what truly excites you in the coming years? Talent identification, talent management, learning and development, and ultimately helping an employee become the best they can be. I think that the greatest challenge we face as a growing organization, as an organization that wants to be disruptive, is access to talent. Once we have that talent, making sure that we have training programs to help them learn, develop, reach their ultimate potential. I actually believe that we face a talent crisis in this country, both on the trade side as well as the professional side. I want to create a platform that not only identifies people who are high potential, but we actually have a system in place that allows them to reach their full potential. And so I, I really look at technology and AI as an enabler of culture, as an enabler of people, as an enabler of talent. Ultimately, we're going to win with a people-centered model, and we're going to use technology to do that. Ultimately, for us to win every day, we need to be powered by our people.
Fantastic, John. And I know that we are nearing the end of our podcast session for today. And I really would love to ask what your key takeaways the audience should learn from um, your message today. Yeah, look, I think that if anything, what someone should take away from this is keep things simple. Um, it's not a race to solve every single thing at once. You have to be very focused in the approach. You have to understand how to implement technology where in technology can ultimately support your business model, not become your business model when you're like us and you're focused on service delivery and people. I think ultimately financial return matters. I think using technology in a way that truly augments and supports your mission. Finally, it's all about the customer. And for us, we believe that home ownership is tough. We want to make home ownership easy. And so when you think about simplicity, when you think about not trying to do everything at one time, being very focused, weighing risks, ultimately, you got to keep that North Star in mind. And I would say always develop the North Star and utilize things like technology to help you get there. And finally, remember that people matter and build a model that's powered by people. Well, John, thank you so much for your insights about AI and technology today. And for the audience, please uh, follow John on, on LinkedIn for more of his insights. And um, stay tuned for another episode of Better Tech. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for allowing us to share our story. Absolutely. Bye-bye. We look forward to bringing you the latest industry news in our next episode. In the meantime, check out our other episodes at techcell.com slash podcast and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss an episode.